Welcome you to ING, where we try to learn something about everything. The where, when, what, why of the world, and how I see it. I question everything because I'm no genius. Alright, so um this one's gonna be different. I well, I say that almost every episode. I think I might have found something that I'd like to do. Something that'll give me something to do for quite some time. I found a resource that will help me to put together a list of things that I want to talk about for each episode and it'll kind of be random and sporadic and all over the place but it'll kind of just bring everything together and um yeah I like that and this is kind of going against I always do this I always do this I go against what I say I'm gonna do the episode before but eh like here's the example I said in the episode beforehand that I would that I'd like to maybe do some sketches, maybe do some like comedic sketches and some other things to kind of spice up the podcast to make it sound or to make it feel like more of a show. But I'm still trying to find a really good system to, I don't know, what would you call it? A good system to, a good system to make decent podcast episodes. And what I've done before was, or what, what I've been doing so far is I just plug in my mic to the iPad. I explain this in so many episodes and every single time, it's almost as if this isn't even a real episode. I need to find a format. My goodness, something I can follow every single time. So it feels like more of a show that's somewhat predictable. So you know what you're listening to, but I would plug in my microphone, plug in the headphones, and I would just go to town recording and I'd have like a sound pad on the app that I use to plug in sounds wherever I want them, you know, uh, audio clips and things of this nature, which would be awesome uh, to continue doing that way. But it just doesn't seem to work the way I want it to for sound and for other things currently. So hopefully I can get that fixed soon. But for now, I'm fixed. I keep saying hopefully as if I'm never going to do it, but I will. I'll get it set up my own way, but for now, the way that I'm doing it, I'm just going to figure out things to do. This is still just a diary, essentially, journal for the guys, but it's still just a way for me to get my thoughts out there and in recorded format so people can listen, and I can listen in the future. So that's all it is right now, but currently I'm recording at midnight, and I'm I have the AC on, so I can keep the kids asleep without hearing me in the room right next to theirs. And I'm taking a chance being louder than normal, which is still probably pretty quiet with my tone of voice and everything. But I'm taking a chance on this just because I want to do something and I get this itch to record an episode. And I found a few articles that uh, two are new and one is old, but it's it's something that I wanted to talk about. So whatever, getting right into it. First episode, first episode, first article is about Kanye West. Now he's been out of the news recently. There's just too much other stuff going on for us to talk about Kanye West because it seems like he hasn't done anything recently for us to be focused on. 
But in the past, there was an article posted to the VigilantCitizen.com or just Vigilant Citizen, and it says Kanye West exposes dark truths about Kardashians, tries to break away from them. And this is from the Vigilant Citizen. So I don't know if you guys remember, um, when was it? A few years ago, Kanye West was admitted into a mental hospital because he was reported or something. Um, it says that um, it appears that West was desperately trying to leave Kim Kardashian and distance himself from the family. And that he was, uh, this article was also, so maybe it was just a year or two years ago, it says that he was running for president and he was running for president. And I almost gave him my vote just because it was like, hey, let's vote for Kanye. I think he'd be a great runner up behind Trump because I didn't see Trump having any reason to stay in. Here's something. I'll break away from the article. Um, Everyone who talked about how Trump was going to make a comeback and actually fight for the White House, I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I think that Trump didn't want to be president for another four years. Er, sorry. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I don't think he wanted to be president for another four years. I think that he wanted to be done with all the crap that went his way, even though he did help everything most everything as far as our economy, even though he helped everything get back to business. He is a businessman. I don't believe he wanted to continue on for four more years in the current state that everything was going. I think he just was done. And that's contrary to pretty much everyone else's popular opinion saying that, oh, Trump is going to fight his way back and he's going to be our saving grace and Trump is everything, yada, yada, yada. I don't believe that was Trump. I think that Trump was just ready to be done with it all. Like, I mean, who can endure another, who can, who in their right mind not can, but would willingly endure the kind of crap that he went through for four years again? It makes no sense in the world with all the rumors of, oh, he's going to have the military come through and they're going to arrest everyone. There's going to be thousands of sealed indictments. That's not, that wasn't ever going to happen. That was wishful thinking for Republicans. And Trump supporters, and I'm not saying that as if it's a negative, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm just saying that was wishful thinking for them to think that, oh, he's going to beat Biden and the Democratic Party, and he's going to be everything and the best thing since sliced bread. I say that a lot. I realized that recently, but yeah, that's that was wishful thinking. Trump was never going to be president again, or I mean, for his second term, never going to happen. And it just shows with what happened. Not because, oh, nobody voted for him. I agree that there was fiddling with the election, but still, I think he was ready for that. He didn't put up a fight at all. And one, that's for perception, is for optics. But two, I don't think he wanted to be in the office again. That's just me. But it just seems like the most reasonable situation. Either way, moving back to the article, Kanye was supposed to be running as well. I almost gave him my vote. I didn't, but maybe I should have. Who knows? Um, I mean, might as well, since they were all throwaway votes anyway. Um, the article says, what's going on? To put things in context, we need to go back to 2016 when Kanye West was forcefully handcuffed and hospitalized for acting erratically. He was placed in a 5150 hold, California law code, for temporary involuntary psychiatric commitment of individuals who present a danger to themselves and others due to signs of mental illness. I see why they put 5150 hold as the code for that. Very, very big mouthful. Uh, Kanye spent, what was that, uh, 10 days 
at the re- is that Reagan? Reagan at the Reagan UCLA Medical Center and came out of there a changed person. And it should be noted that industry slaves, Britney Spears and Amanda Bynes, were both placed in 5150 hold at the Reagan, or I keep saying Reagan, Reagan UCLA Medical Center. So what happened to Kanye during those 10 days? Well, there's a shroud of mystery surrounding this bizarre episode. Kanye provided some insight during an interview with David Letterman. Quote, they handcuff you, they drug you, they put you on the bed, they separate you from everyone you know. While you're in this state, you're hyper-paranoid about everything. Everyone. This is my experience. Other people have different experiences. Everyone now is an actor. Everything is a conspiracy. You feel the government is putting chips in your head. You feel you're being recorded. You feel all these things. End quote. Did these things actually happen to him? And this is back to the article. One thing is for sure, Kanye was subjected to some rather extreme treatments because he literally lost his memory for several months afterward. Now, this is just a clip of the article. You can get into it a little bit more. And Kanye actually talks a lot about this um, in, in, his, uh, in his interview with Joe Rogan, I believe, as well. And man, like, you feel for the guy. Now, I'm not saying he's something of a model citizen, I guess. He's got his own flaws. He's got his own faults. He's got things that are going wrong for him and a lot of things that he does and says and um, believes I don't agree with. But then, like, I tell everyone, I'm just Claude. I'm nothing special. It doesn't matter what I believe in, necessarily. It does at a, ma- a micro. Yeah, it does at a micro level. But at a macro level, it doesn't matter what I believe because uh, the the country as a whole determines what would happen with anything, with anyone, a culture as a whole, the culture surrounding Kanye as a whole decides what happens or what we believe or what we think or anything of this nature about Kanye or about anything. So doesn't really matter what I believe, but I'm putting it out there. In my opinion, I don't think he's some saint, even though he did put out some sort of so-called gospel album. Now, I listened to the gospel album, at least two or three of the tracks. I don't even remember the names of them. They they were good, well-produced. But it doesn't mean that he's some sort of Christian just because he put out a gospel album. Every single artist puts out a Christmas album. And does that make them Christian? No. Christmas is a pagan holiday anyway, but it, it puts the perception that, oh, they're somehow spiritual or somehow, I don't even know, just because they put out some sort of track, some sort of album that... Rep- that is representative of a holiday that a lot of Christians uh, follow with or um, celebrate. And that's that's fine. He can do that. They can do that. It still doesn't make them any better. Point being, he's still a decent person as a person with all his flaws, every flaw. Every human has flaws. So doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you say, what you do. It doesn't matter what you say. It matters what you do. So there's that. But I feel that this was a smear campaign of sorts to somehow discredit Kanye as a potential candidate for presidency. You can say that it's got something to do with institutional racism. And to a point, to a point, I would agree. Not the point, it's probably not the point that you would, whoever this you person is, it's not to the point that you would say, um, but it's there. There's a form of institutional racism there that, man, to understand exactly what I'm talking about, you should go back to the 
or you should listen to, I'll link this in show notes. The, what was it? I think it, I'm not sure exactly what number episode it is. It might be 46 of the Mo Facts with Adam Curry podcast. They go into this, not just this, but Kanye West as a person, they go into it in unbelievable depth. And the guy, um, Mo, who does the show with Adam Curry, he does an unbelievable amount of research on every single topic he brings up. And man, I, I get lost in those, in those episodes, in that podcast. It's, it opens your eyes to a different degree as to, into the degree that I'm following, that I ascribe to as far as what institutional racism actually is. And it's just, it's not just institutional racism. It's, it's the way that not just black people, specific, more specifically black men are treated in America currently and how they've been treated in the past. So it's a very good listen. I'll link that in the show notes, but there's, there's this article. I'll link this one as well. It's just something that I fell upon while going through this new resource and just going through and liking a few of the articles, some stuff that I wanted to bring bring to the forefront that I thought might be um, there. And this is an older one, so we can get to the newer one. The newer one, <clears throat> excuse me, the newer one, the title, it's from ABC, it's from ABC News. Um, Facebook lifts ban on posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made. So for a full year, no one was allowed to question the origin of COVID-19 unless it went with the narrative. But now that we're getting very close to the date where the mRNA vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna, we're getting close to the dates where those two vaccines are losing their emergency use authorization. Now we're going to backpedal everything as far as what the origins are and everything else. We're going to backpedal all that just because what we don't have a real, or we're not going to follow the narrative that was pushed all year last year. And we're going to try and make it out like, Oh, we just didn't have enough information. Even though all year last year, the only thing that was stated was trust the science. And we're going to act like that's just okay. But okay. Um, just saying Facebook decided to lift it and that's cool. That's fine. They can lift it and they should, they should have, they shouldn't have meddled in it, but it's fine when you want someone to believe something someone, not just someone, but a group and that group being the world. Essentially, when you want someone to believe something, you have to control the narrative. And the best way to control the narrative is to control the platform where the narrative is being pushed. And there you go. Now that it's being lifted, so-called, or however they say it's being lifted. Now that it's being lifted, we can go ahead and move forward with a, a new narrative. I guess maybe now they're trying to somehow I, I don't believe they're going to really push against China, but they they seem like well they they being mainstream news, they being Facebook, they being everyone in that group that has pushed the previous narrative, they the secretive they, the elusive they, they seem to be pushing this narrative that all of the tinfoil hat people were pushing last year that it actually was something created out of a lab in Wuhan and through the uh, gain of function research, not necessarily that it was something that was 100% man-made out of nowhere by some evil scientist, which is still a possibility because we have no, 
no conclusive evidence as to anything that happened. Just the most likely theory is that it was a gain-of-function research product. So there's that. But yeah, Facebook has lifted it. So now you can go ahead and post anything you want on the man-made theory and it shouldn't get blocked. It may still be shadow banned, but as far as in the public eye, it shouldn't stop your post from being put out there just because it violates the uh, community guidelines that Facebook put out. So there you go. And the last one that I want to go over tonight, since this is just a spur of the moment episode, is that there's new research that unveils the highest earning podcasts. This kind of has to do with um, what you call it, podcasting as a whole. And let me see if I can pull up the actual article because the summary doesn't seem to be giving me the information that I'm looking for. <laughs> no way. Um, what is this website? Uh, shoot. Infographs? Yeah, infographs. So the title says, New Research Unveils the Highest Earning Podcast. And this was published in 2021 on May 25th. So, what, four days ago. And it says, In 2014, a pirate radio DJ working out of a loft apartment in Amsterdam decided to try something different. Rather than broadcasting during the usual time slot, he pre-recorded an episode and made it available as a digital file on the web. The DJ's name was Adam Curry. And his new idea became known as podcasting. I think the... What? Oh, 2004. Ah, I thought it was 2014. Sorry. Uh, that didn't make sense at all from probably the moment I was reading it. Uh, 2004. So it talks about uh, a little bit of the history of podcasting, and it actually gets it right that Adam Curry is the one who invented it. Um, but now we're going to get to who the highest earning or who has the highest earning podcast. So the Undisputed King, Joe Rogan, uh, stand-up comedian, all that other good stuff. What was it? It says by 2015, over 16 million people were downloading the show every month, but podcasting statistics are not very reliable for a specific reason. Well, a few specific reasons, but one of them has to do with the way that podcast or podcatchers, so the the client that pulls every episode, so it crawls the indexes that are put out there, main one being the Apple index, but now there's a podcasting index that Adam Curry has created with his, his uh, partner, Dave Jones. They created a new index that you can add your podcast to directly instead of going through Apple. And that one is more reliable because there's no way to be kicked off. Uh, everyone knows about the controversy controversy with Alex Jones being kicked off of the Apple index. You can still find his RSS feed and add it manually, but as far as the index, it's no longer linked. And that's the beauty of a podcast. You can't ever get rid of them. Uh, that's also a fear of most people, but there you go. So where does it say? Um, in May of 2020, uh, Spotify offered Joe Rogan a licensing agreement worth more than or an estimated $100 million. High number. But where does it say it? It says with an incredible 5 million lip, uh, with an incredible 5 million listeners per episode, the Joe Rogan experience is set to generate $72 million in annual ad revenue. So it's the richest podcast, but ad, re ad revenue doesn't all go to Joe Rogan. That's obvious. Um, he may get a very small portion of that just because that's the rules of podcasting or that's the rules of advertising, monetization through any of these platforms. You don't get the whole. 
the host gets the whole or the majority. And that's just the way it works. There's then it moves on to second place that there's a huge drop off to second place. It's a $60 million drop off to be exact. That's because the world's second richest podcast is a comedy show. Was it? Oh, I guess it's called Shagged, Married, Annoyed, brings in a measly $10 million from its advertisers. And you can go on and on and on, but it just continues on to where else? Hold on. The USA is home to number one, the number one business podcast, which is the Gary V audio experience. I didn't know that guy had a podcast. I mean, it makes sense. He is a marketing genius and he got everyone who's using anchor to use anchor. He had a, he got me to use anchor. I, um, I was a sales rep in Indiana selling alarm systems for, um, a summer. I think it was two, three years ago. And I was tasked as something for a personal development chore to, Find some sort of motivational content. And Gary Vee is just full of so-called motivational content. It is, but it's kind of, I don't know. It seems like a lot of this motivational content on the internet is meant to be pandering. I don't know. I don't know the exact word, but yeah, that's, that's what it felt like. So followed some of his videos and then I wanted to learn a little bit more about his backstory and somehow... I don't know the exact chain of events, but I got to a video that he was talking about uh, Anchor, and the video was about how he has an eye for trends, and a trend that he saw coming was the reemergence of popularity of podcasting, and the easiest way to get into it in today's market would be to use an app like Anchor, where you can do everything from your phone. I wouldn't do everything through Anchor, but I did for the first few episodes. And I think those are still available. Just um, I changed the one quirk of anchors. When you change the name of your podcast through their app, it creates a new feed instead of, at least it did for mine. Maybe that's not a quirk with the newest update or something, but it created a whole new feed. So it creates the feeds and somehow it links them together because there's two feeds with the exact same name of mine. And it's not like it's some sort of spin-off that someone downloaded the episodes and re-uploaded them under the same name. It's a different feed that I no longer manage somehow. So there's that. But either way, I found him through there, found podcasting through there. And now, what, two and a half years later, I only have 52 episodes, which is, you know, abysmal as far as uh, constant uploading. But it's it's fun. So I do it even though it's hard for me in my current state with the way that I'm doing things and the constant amount of changes that I'm making to the structure of the show. But I'm going to do some things to make this seem better. So one of those things will be to um, integrate more podcasting 2.0 features. So rotating album art, rotating album art that you can see while you're using a podcasting 2.0 compatible podcasting app, which leads me into that. We'll call that a segment. Start listening on one of those apps. It's not hard. If, if you want to get breeze, you can download that through the uh, breeze beta, which is run through Apple's test flight because it's still in beta. Or if you want to use Sphinx chat, you can do that. It's a little bit cumbersome to find the tribe that you have to join to listen to a specific episode. But luckily for you, I've linked those in the show notes. Anchor does a weird thing where it doesn't um, format URLs properly, which is kind of strange. 
You can copy and paste it though, if you'd like, which is kind of hard in itself as well. But hey, there's that. I may find a way to get a special link put in there. But either way, find an app. Go to newpodcastapps.com. Go to newpodcastapps.com. Find one of these players that allows you. Podfriend. Go download Podfriend. That one's, I think that one's in beta as well. Download Podfriend. Doesn't matter. Download that. Find an episode. That one's probably got the the most overall integration of every single feature that is coming through Podcasting 2.0. It's a great one. The user interface is also very great. It's just, it's one of those that it doesn't work as smoothly as the current podcast app that comes with the iPhone, excuse me, with the iPhone. And it doesn't work as smooth as something like uh, Overcast. But I heard that Overcast, man, the guy who developed Overcast, the podcasting app. And and I love that one. That's probably my favorite. And if he gets the, um, if he gets the ability in there to donate to your favorite podcast, uh, or podcaster through Bitcoin, through the new features that are coming, the funding tag, I think it's the funding tag or the, the value tag through podcasting 2.0's new features. If he gets that, I will screw every other app. I'll use Overcast. It's just one of the better ones. Uh, Marco's the guy. He's a great, he created a great product, but I like Sphinx Chat the best currently because you can customize the donation amount that you want to give to your podcasting uh, person. So that way it'll be more unique to you. It also has uh, the tribe function, which is one of the coolest things. It's as if you have back, I think it was last year or the year before, either 2019 or 2020. There was uh, Chilled Cow had the live feed of their, what you call it, um, lo-fi. And it was the longest running live feed in the history of YouTube. And it crashed. And every, it's I think it's like a 200-day video, if you wanted to listen to it, I think. Something like that. It's the longest video on YouTube now, I think. And the community that grew on there is the same as the community that grows on every Joe or Joe every JRE episode has its own community, so to say, in the comment section. That's what they're bringing to podcasting through the Sphinx chat. And hopefully, they're also talking about, uh, I think it's it's not the Hive blockchain, that's for something else. But they're talking about through the, there's a podcast index podcast you should listen to if you want to learn more about this. But they're talking about integrating something where, let's say that you have a comment going, a comment thread going on Sphinx chat, and another podcasting app opens a comment uh, option through their app where you can have a just a, a conversation. Every single conversation will sync through every single podcasting to enabled uh, podcasting 2.0 enabled app. Super sick, unbelievable. It's the future. It really is because currently we're in a centralized world where if you want to have a conversation with somebody about a video on YouTube, you listen on YouTube. You have to watch on YouTube. But podcasts, you can upload videos. Surprise. You can upload videos to podcasts. And you can, you can if you have the right hosting company, which here's another thing. The reason why people went to YouTube is because not only was it free, when YouTube first opened up, they were paying creators directly without any ad revenue at all. They were, they were funding it themselves without any ad revenue to begin with. So people were not only using a platform for free to upload un- ungodly amounts of data that who's going to pay for it, 
the ads eventually with podcasting. Once you get a certain amount of, I mean, I don't know how Anchor is doing it. They're probably doing it through ads or something. Of the, I, I'm not sure. Spotify is probably just footing the bill right now because Spotify owns Anchor. But once you get to a certain amount of data that they're storing for you as the hosting company, they just, I don't know what they do, but other companies, they'll have you pay for a higher tier of storage for that said podcast or for that, uh, not necessarily, I don't know if it's the storage or if it's the bandwidth needed to throw the episodes out. I'm pretty sure it's the storage. If you did videos in the high quality that some of these YouTubers do, MKBHD for one, he makes some of the highest quality YouTube videos as far as tech videos. Then there's other people who do 4k all day. You can throw those into a podcast and with the podcasting 2.0 features coming, those people can be paid directly no ads, no middleman. It's just directly to them all in Bitcoin. So untraceable, unless you want it to be traceable. And then you can leave your own personal signature through your donation or even in the comments section. It's it's just, it's a beautiful decentralized way of making a truly open community on the internet. Any app that follows these guidelines, let's say five years down the road, every app has now got some sort of podcasting 2.0 features available. Now, Every app will have funding. Every app will have comments. I mean, as long as you want that in your app. And those are just a few of the things. And you have a you have a region function where if you only want to listen to podcasts from a certain region, because maybe you're trying to learn a new language and you want to get a conversational understanding of how people would actually speak naturally in that language, boom, load up a language from Japan, load up a, a podcast from Japan, load up one from Italy, from Bulgaria, anywhere you'll find them, which is beautiful. There's over 3 million podcasts out there. Not all of them were active. It's closer to, I think it was uh, 60,000 or um, 100,000 or something like that There's that are active within the last 60 days. Still, it's an unbelievable amount of podcasts you can listen to, and there's more growing every day. It's For me, it's a diary. For others, it's a job. For others, it's a one-off thing where they just wanted to try it out. Still, listen, have fun, go crazy. It's up to you. That's it for this one. I've been ranting talking too much. I'm starting to get cotton mouth. But that's it for this one. Uh, a lot longer. No sound effects other than intro and outro. Support this if you like it. Value for value. Start shelling out some cash for your favorite podcasters. And hopefully with that, they can afford better <laughs> they can afford better equipment to do better episodes instead of thinking about how to do a podcast every day. I'm done with this. I yeah, I'm done. All right, catch you in the next one. Peace. To my podcast, give me five stars.